0: Coming up on Tech News Today, the top CEOs of mobile carriers in the U.S. get together at CTIA and get a little catty. Also, Steve Jobs is going to court. We'll tell you why. And Sprint has got some new phones, including a 3D one. All that and more coming up. Netcasts you love.
1: From people you trust.
0: This, this is TWIT. twit. Is Tech News Today from Tuesday, March 22nd, 2011. Tech News Today is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to publish a high-quality website or blog. For a free 14-day trial, go to squarespace.com slash TNT. And by GoToMeeting. Business travel can kill your company's profits, so do more, save more, and travel less with GoToMeeting. For your free 30-day trial, visit gotomeeting.com slash News. Welcome to Tech News Today, I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Sarah Lane. And I'm Jason Hell. And joining us from across the vast Atlantic Ocean, including the, the wide Sargasso Sea, Mr. Nate Langson, uh, editor Hello. at wired.co.uk. Hi, Nate.
2: Hi, how's it going?
0: Uh, we are doing well. Thanks for joining us again, man. It's good to have you back. Hi, Nate. Thank you. Hey, Sarah. So, uh, how are things <laughs> over in the UK?
1: Uh,
2: That's life, fast.
1: Nate. Start at the beginning.
2: Yeah. So. Uh, for the beginning. Well, it's uh, it's been fairly warm. Uh, everyone's still very English, and uh, apparently there's a wedding happening next month, so I will be leaving London for that.
0: <laughs> you're gonna for get out. You're towards. gonna get out of town for the royal wedding.
2: Yeah, I'm not kidding. It's it's gonna be the hell on earth. I hear there's gonna be campsites, and it's bad enough. It's bad enough walking over like Westminster Bridge when it's just sunny, but when there's you know a royal wedding, I am going. Far, far away.
0: Can't you come up with some sort of He's unauthorized He's souvenirs? going
1: to take all these photos. Yeah, I could. He's I could, I could see you great. like out there
0: hawking like you know
2: cheap knockoff. They're,
1: they're your national treasures. Nate. Wedding
2: programs or something.
1: Wonderful yeah, couple.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm just not. I'm just not buying it. It's. I'm not a big fan of uh, of weddings at the best of times so or royal ones. Nah. <laughs> Maybe you could protest on behalf <laughs> of the, the restoration
0: of, of the Stuarts.
2: I could do, but I'd rather just go away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got lots of news to get to, so we should probably uh, start it up. Amazon launches their long-anticipated App Store today with 3,800 apps uh, for Android. You uh, you go to Amazon.com slash App Store, and they've got a video that will show you how to install it on your Android phone because you have to install their App Store in order to get the apps. Uh, did you do it, Jason? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. And,
3: I mean, it didn't. The video makes it seem like it, it's a totally complicated process, and there are many steps if you don't already have your, your Android phone set to um, allow unknown sources, which is kind of the toggle box that is required in order to install anything uh, from the Amazon App Store, including... The store itself. Mm. So for me, I already had it checked. It was a piece of cake. So I downloaded eating, yeah. it, it, ran it. But if you don't, you're going to have to go through a couple of steps to get there. which I think that from other folks. They send you a text message, yes. right? And yeah, you-, you get a text message. You can click on the link, and it pretty much, you know, you kind of, it, it prompts you the entire way. So it's easy to kind of figure out. But I could imagine new users of Android getting kind of confused by it.
0: Uh, with the new Android App Store, you have uh, a free app a day. Yes. Uh, that that they're they're handing out. You get Angry Birds for Android. Mm-hmm. I I heard the Angry sounds Birds Rio. of Angry Birds Rio coming out of uh, my this, wife's next. This Nexus is the Android S exclusive
1: as well. Yes. So you know this is this is the only place that you can get Angry Birds Rio. For I mean, an, well for for, for Android. Android. I mean, for iOS Android. has has its own app, but that's kind of interesting considering the Angry Birds is like the phenomenon that
0: swept the globe. And unlike most app stores, uh, Android or Amazon gets to set the price.
1: Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, for. For example, if uh, if you're an app developer and you submit your app to uh, Amazon's uh, app store and you say, I want it to be $1, I guess Amazon has the chance to agree with you, that you agree that it's a fair price, and then they'll make 70%, or, uh, or I'm sorry, the developer will make 70%, you'll make 70%. Um, on each download, and if Amazon decides to make it free for a day, then you make twenty percent off the, that original recommendation of a dollar. So it kind of you have to be the developers. You want to set a realistic price, I yeah. guess.
0: You don't have control over your price in the Amazon store. Although like they would. don't,
1: they don't really—at least uh, haven't gotten into yet. If you say I want my app to be four ninety nine, and Amazon's like, well, I don't think so.
2: Have you played around with this, Nate? I don't because I actually don't have an Android phone. Um, but I think it's really interesting. And, and unfortunately, it's also not available in the UK. Um, uh, yeah, so it's
0: US only, actually. That, that was kind US of mean only. for me to ask you that.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, but there are a couple of things I find really interesting about this. Um, firstly, is that Amazon is going to be reviewing every app before it's posted to the App Store. So you can't just put your app on sale. It has to be you know vetted by Amazon and, and to make sure it doesn't contain malware, which obviously is... Um, you know, not the case for traditional Android apps, um, but as well, you can test drive these apps within a web browser. Yeah. And Amazon is using its uh, EC2 uh, cloud service to let you play a live version of any app, or if not any app, actually. I think some apps, but not every single app, um, I, kind like of in a web environment. To,
1: I'd like to, I'd like to see that in action because yeah. there are certain apps where you think that would be great, just a little, you know, video preview, and other apps where. I, I don't think I'd have any better sense until I was actually able to, to play around and manipulate it myself.
3: I've been clicking through the market for the last you know couple of minutes, and I can't find a single one that'll let me uh, test drive it and put oh, it up really? in the
0: video. Yeah. So
1: it's a capability that they'll, yeah, developers eventually will just have to take advantage of.
0: Now, the yeah. other thing is uh, MacObserver.com reports that in the, in the terms of service or in the restrictions, Amazon notes... Uh, that some apps will only work on Android device that has root-level permissions. You should only download these apps if you are certain the device is rooted. Amazon.com does not encourage you to root your phone. So, okay. Wait a minute. So this I'm confused.
1: Is, I'm confused, too, because Amazon is saying, here are apps that we are offering you.
0: We're curating them. We just talked you about You just
1: need to root your device, and we don't suggest you do that.
0: Why why would Amazon I don't know. allow I there's something we're missing here? Like why would is this just Amazon putting legalese in to cover their ass in case some root, yeah, it root kind of friendly sounds like that app to me. sneaked in something? Because there
3: are I mean some of the, the biggest selling apps in the regular Android app store are root. Apps, so uh, is, Titanium Backup, for example, backs up your entire phone. It's one of the most, you know, one of the higher selling apps. So it would kind of be strange for them to not offer those because, okay. to a certain group of people, the the people that do root their phones, those are like
0: at the top.
1: So Amazon kind of has to do this in order to compete compete
0: with the marketplace with that's the missing piece Android
1: users who who want an actual app store that's helpful to them. Yeah. At the same time, you figure the. Uh, the Amazon user base in general, let's say that you got your first Android phone and you're like, I'm already an Amazon user. I I like Amazon. I want to support them. Are you going to get confused about rooting devices and download something nefarious and screw up your system? And and
3: I think that's, when, when I've kind of taken a look at this and seen how they've done this, that's where I think the sticky part kind of comes into play. If you have to check the box that says, allow, you know, uh, non-market items to be installed. They've put that in there as a security. Android, it's in Android as a security measure so that right. you don't install an app that might, you know, do something nefarious to your phone. But in order to use the Android app store and install anything you get from it without a huge workaround, you have to open up that hole. So for someone who doesn't know, that could be opening up a security hole. Should you uncheck that after you install the Amazon app store? You could, but then I tried. So I did that uh-huh. and I downloaded something from the app store and tried to install it, and because from it's the Amazon app from store. the Amazon App Store, and because it wasn't coming from the actual market,
0: it so you have to me again. That I have to checked. check it in that's... order to
3: install it, then uncheck it.
0: Well, so. the good news is, if you have an AT and T phone, you can't uncheck yeah. uh, or check that you're because that option that, doesn't and exist. Yeah. Uh, and that's another uh, statement on the uh, getting started with the Amazon App Store. AT and T Wireless does not support the purchase of applications from the Amazon App Store, uh, so you're out of luck if you got an AT and T phone or tablet. Uh, that runs for, Android. For now, though, is yeah, Well, they for said now, that they they they're working, working with at Yeah, yeah, well, exactly.
1: But yeah. why do, I mean, so what's the restriction now?
0: AT&T doesn't, have, doesn't allow that checkbox to load ah, up because that's an extra security measure. Yes. It don't even allow users. We'll right. do it for you. We'll take care of mm-hmm. you.
1: And AT&T is not the only carrier who imposes those restrictions.
0: As far as
3: I know, they in are. In the U.S., I think they might be. Um, I thought Verizon I don't, I, was as well. No, Verizon's
0: very open. Really? I'm, yeah, I'm on Verizon. Uh, no problems there.
1: Uh, I stand corrected. Yeah.
0: The final restriction is using the term App Store, <laughs> but this one's not coming from Amazon. It's coming from Apple, uh, who are engaged in a heated battle with Microsoft over the trademark and have now filed suit against Amazon for using the term App Store. We've covered this before, but just, just to note, uh, Amazon came out with the name App Store. Now now they're an, oh, in Apple Store. Amazon's
1: sites. app store is all one word. Uh, so totally it's different. different. Um, I think that Amazon I I I I can't imagine that they didn't see this coming. I guess they either figure they've got a leg to stand on or they at least we, just yeah. don't really care to go through the process of we've, fighting with Apple over this. we had a attention? long
0: discussion about this on a previous show, and it's essentially the idea of whether you can trademark a generic or not and whether the term App Store is yeah. a generic or not. And Apple says it's not a generic. And, you know, there are plenty of Even examples. They've of they've used
3: it to refer to other
0: companies' yeah, app yeah, stores. Exactly. What,
1: what should it be called? The Amazon? It should be
0: called the App Store because that's what it is, and yeah. it's a generic. I think it's silly for Apple to, to do that.
2: Apple um, does have App Store listed on its, uh, on its trademark site, though, as a, as a service mark um, that it has a trademark for.
0: So they've, or, they've, they've done their paperwork, essentially.
2: Yeah, it's, it's on their trademark list on their website as one of the things um, that they're listing as having some kind of ownership over. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where this one goes. Because, of course, when you speak App Store, it doesn't matter that it doesn't have a space. You still say the same thing. So yeah. um, who knows? The CTIA show in
0: Orlando, Florida kicked off this morning with some fireworks. They were supposed to have all four leaders of the four major carriers in the U.S. Uh, for mobile devices on stage, but T-Mobile bowed out claiming they had a lot of homework to do, mm-hmm. and they were a little hungover. No, they didn't that say overshot. they were hungover, but they said they had extenuating work circumstances. In other words, they didn't want to be on stage with AT&T Wireless President Ralph De La Vega talking about the fact that AT&T is going to own their ass in a, mu- in a year. Uh, but AT&T Wireless President Ralph De La Vega, along with Verizon Wireless CEO Dan Mead and Sprint CEO Dan Hesse. Uh, All took the stage in a meeting of the titans. Uh, Of course, the dominant part of the conversation was AT&T acquiring T-Mobile. De La Vega said his company's interest in T-Mobile is about spectrum and expanding coverage of 4G LTE services, to which Dan Hesse had a nice response.
1: Yeah, he goes, I thought you and T-Mobile already had 4G. Burn! face.
0: Of course, referring to T-Mobile already saying they have 4G because of HSPA plus 21. And uh, AT&T saying sometimes, although not usually advertising it, that they have 4G service with HSPA plus. This is why I am not going to use the term 4G unless I absolutely have to, because it's meaningless.
1: No, you have to discern between all the different 4Gs that people are throwing around. Uh, uh, The Sprint CEO, Hesse, also said, You know, my opinion just doesn't matter when he was asked, hey, what do you think about this proposed acquisition of of T-Mobile by AT&T? That's for the FCC
0: and
1: and the DOJ to decide, which is not true. He obviously has an opinion and obviously will state so.
0: After the the, the, uh, panel, he told reporters Sprint will file its concerns to Congress. So he does have an opinion, and apparently he thinks it matters or else he wouldn't bother filing it. Uh, Sprint also pays more to handset makers than any other carrier, and with one less carrier to compete for handsets, uh, it could mean that they get shut out even more by AT&T and Verizon. Uh, but as he said, we can afford to do a lot of things. There's no question that subsidies will increase as devices get more powerful. But the good thing for us is that with smartphones, there's a higher average revenue per user. So if the devices get more expensive, they can charge people more uh, and then make more money. But uh, the other thing besides AT&T and T-Mobile was Spectrum. Verizon Wireless CEO Dan Mead said the underlying issue is about having a sound spectrum policy. Uh, we think there is a tremendous amount of competition in the market, uh, but we need more spectrum. And In fact, Federal Communications Commission Chairman Julius Genachowski, talking before the CTIA panel, uh, said that the FCC is currently working to free about 500 megahertz of wireless spectrum to be primarily used for wireless broadband in the next decade. So they, yeah, and AT&T is using that to defend their acquisition saying we're buying T-Mobile because we get the spectrum that they've got and then we can use that to roll out 4G and that'll help the FCC in their broadband rollout of LTE to everybody yeah they're
1: doing it for the greater good
0: they're doing it for you Nate uh, they're doing it for you actually really yeah, that's right you, <laughs> um, they're really not doing We don't really it for benefit you, that much not a bit alright yeah. other uh, big announcements at CTIA all for the US market uh, because the CTIA is sort of after the mobile world congress where the right. big announcements come it's
1: orlando's where they all are yeah
0: it? so samsung uh re giving a little more information about the 10.1 inch galaxy tab that they announced previously in barcelona and introducing an 8.9 inch galaxy tab fitting nicely between its 7 and 10 inch you know nate,
1: nate pointed out uh before the show that these are what one point two inches apart from each other. That's not a big difference as far as the tablets go. What what is the what is the reason that they would be so close in size?
2: Nate, it's a very good question. I actually don't have an idea. Um, mm-hmm. I, it surprises me that they've gone for two sizes so close. When you know the seven point or is it or seven point one or some seven inch anyway? The original Galaxy Tab. You know, the divide between a seven and an eight point nine or a ten point one would have been much better. You know, if you walk into a store and say, "Well, do you want the little one or the big one?", then the choice is obvious. Whereas with this one, it's like there's an inch difference. I don't get it. And I don't they're
0: point 0.5 millimeters thinner than the iPad two, so now they can claim they are the thinnest tablet.
1: I don't understand why 0. can't 5. they just call it the nine and the ten inch? Exactly. I mean, I, un- I understand. Well, that... they can
0: call it that.
1: Well, why don't they?
0: They do. Well, Oh, actually, I think you're right. The Galaxy is the 10.1, but yeah. I mean, yeah. essentially... I mean, I understand they're,
1: that they're being literal, but it yeah. doesn't really roll off the tongue.
0: Well, it's, it's like, why do you call anything anything? You know, why do you call...
1: <laughs> well...
0: Such a great question. They're, why, they're, why, they're, why is the Samsung SCHI 510 LTE phone called the SCHI Because phone? they
1: don't know how to come up with catchy names. Actually,
0: they're going to call it the Droid Charge when it comes out on Verizon. That's uh, better. At least that's the rumor. But then why call it the Charge?
1: Because it's a one word. It's not charge point nine.
0: Why call it ESPN? It doesn't mean anything. Oh, Tom. Something about sports? You're just
1: being a contrarian. <laughs>
0: no, I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I think what they're doing here is they're like, gosh, there's so many names out there. There's the iPad 2 and the playbook and, and all this stuff. We're just going to call it the Galaxy Tab. And instead of saying it's the Galaxy Tab 2 and the Galaxy Tab 3, we'll, we'll use those numbers because they happen to be around. Now, what, what happens when they come out with the
3: uh, the next rev of the 10.1, the 10.1 Yes. V- V2?
0: The 10.1B. <laughs> yeah, right. B-stroke like, 7. Where did he go from there? <laughs> uh, Galaxy uh, Tab 8.9-inch uh, will be available in the summer. They haven't given it a definite date. 16-gigabyte option is $469. 32-gigabyte, $569. The 10.1-inch uh, Wi-Fi, these are the Wi-Fi versions, will be available June 8th. Uh, The 16-gigabyte version, $499, 32-gigabyte, $599. There is supposedly a 64-gigabyte, too, but I didn't see any pricing information for that. Both of these have a 1-gigahertz dual-core processor, the TouchWiz UI layered over Android 3.0, and there should be, in addition to the Wi-Fi versions, HSPA+, WiMAX, and LTE versions down the road, and they all have a 1280 by 800 resolution. Let's take a quick break and uh, thank our sponsor, Squarespace.com. They are the fast and easy way to create a high-quality website or blog. For instance, Sarah, if you want to rail against the stupid naming of phones, you could start stupidphonames.squarespace.com. I could. Like the time I'm taking to do this ad.
1: Maybe I will why is tom such a contrarian squarespace.com <laughs> and it'll be a photo gallery
0: <laughs> no you're wrong tom squarespace.com it could happen right now anyone in the audience could do that and find so many examples uh, all-inclusive service includes modules to build your website you can import it from movable type and type pad you can build forms collect email addresses from people so you can send them back uh, notes and updates you can add flickr twitter widgets google maps all kinds of good stuff. Try it out absolutely free. Go to squarespace.com and sign up for a free account right now. There's no credit card needed. Uh, so whatever crazy idea you have, you can try it out for 14 days. See if you like Squarespace. I think you're going to like it, and you're going to want to keep the account because it's so easy to use, and it's so robust. Check it out, squarespace.com slash TNT. I use it for forecasts. We use it for sword and laser. It's, uh, it's darn handy to have around. All right, more announcements coming out of CTIA Sprint. Uh, good timing for them to say, hey, we got we got tons of announcements here, too. We got some good phones we're coming with. They are making the HTC Evo 3D official. It is a 4.3-inch glasses-free 3D phone. So we've talked about the LG 3D phone, uh, the Optimus 3D, which is also, I think it's the thrill on AT&T. Uh, this is the Sprint htc version of that 1.2 gigahertz processor YMAX, of course uh two five megapixel camera so you can do 3d video uh, and there's a flash as well as a front-facing 1.3 megapixel camera support for 1080p video playback with an hdmi out and android 2.3 with the htc sense ui do you want a 3d phone anybody
1: i nope. i'm not dying for one uh but i can see where sprint um would really hope that people are impressed especially since Sprint wants to take a little bit of the limelight back from some of the big news this week. It's like, look, 3D phone, people. It's awesome. We Check have an out. exclusive. We are not out of the race here. We are
0: the only ones with the HTC 3D phone, for goodness sake.
1: And it's cool.
0: We can afford stuff.
1: We're still in the running.
3: I, f- I feel like we're at the same place now with 3D in the phones that we were a year and a half ago with front-facing camera. Where now all these phones are coming out with front-facing cameras just kind of built in. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like they're, they're, they're on par, but just a couple of years. 3D! I, I wouldn't mind 3D if, if my phone came with it. Sure, why not? Yeah,
1: I, I, yeah. I, you know I what think... I mean? It's
3: not a deal-breaker for me by any means, but right. sure, if it's in the it's, phone it's, that I want. It's the
1: new front-facing camera. Where yeah. it's, it's just in there. It's you might the not Bose even word. really utilize it, but yeah. it's, if, you, if you didn't have it, you'd be like, what? what is this feature mm-hmm. phone without yeah. all my stuff?
0: Uh, the HTC Flyer from Mobile World Congress also got a rename and a uh, Sprint version. Uh, this is a, uh, going to be called the Evo View 4G. It's a WiMAX tablet, 7-inch, 1024 by 600, Android, 1.5 gigahertz processor, uh, 5 megapixel rear camera, 1.3 front-facing camera, uh, and, of course, the Sense UI. It's going to ship with 32 gigabytes of storage sometime this summer. So another Android tablet to throw on the fire. <laughs> There's too many Android tablets. There's, there are a lot. I don't know how to tell them all apart anymore because they all seem about the same, don't they, Nate?
2: Uh, well, this one's got a 1.5 gigahertz processor, so that's a little pretty bit cool. nicer. Yeah, Yeah, know that's that's quite nice. I mean, the seven-inch again, it's that it's that weird, uh, it's that weird mid ground. Steve Jobs doesn't like it. Uh, Samsung's gone up to what is it, 8.1? All these numbers, uh, 8.1 inches, kind of a really weird sort of. Uh, Size, but this looks pretty cool. I oh, like it. Uh, we're not going to get it because it's on Sprint and. Well, you'll you know, get
0: the Sprint you'll get UK. the HTC Flyer version of it, probably. Oh, well, that's true. And yeah. that has a, a stylus. Actually, both of these have a stylus. A stylus? Could it bring
2: back the stylus? You know, 2006. Once <laughs> it's its accessories back.
1: You you said yeah, um, it has a stylus, like you were dangling a carrot in front of yeah, Nate. I Nate's know. like a stylus. What year yeah. is it? How long I have I been I saw a guy on a,
2: a train the other day using a stylus with his phone, and I I actually felt sorry for him. You know, not because I felt that not having a stylus was like so much better, but it's because using a stylus is so much worse. You know, just use a phone that doesn't have a touchscreen if you have to use a stylus. Anyway, I'm, I'm being too much Although cool. in, this case,
1: in this case, a stylus would be an addition yeah. to the
2: touchscreen. Yeah. So that yeah. could be,
1: that's cool. It's not as if it's going to back in time. And on town.
2: this, which you need a stylus for, I guess, now and again. Um, so, I don't know. It looked pretty pretty. pretty, That's pretty. It's very oh, pretty. Goodness.
0: T-Mobile also announced some collector's <laughs> items. Uh, these are T-Mobile phones that you'll be able to use for at least a year. Before AT&T buys T-Mobile and shuts down all their towers. Uh, T-Mobile announced the T-Mobile G2X, uh, pretty much identical to the LG Optimus 2X, but it has plain Froyo, so there's no, there's no uh, overlay on the graphic UI. Also, it supports HSPA+, uh, which is a little bit different. Uh, they also announced the Nokia Astound, the soon-to-be deprecated Symbian OS, and T-Mobile, coming April 6th for 80 bucks. So in a year, you'll be able to say, not only do I have a useless T-Mobile phone, but it has Symbian on it. Yes.
1: Everything about that is just kind of... I don't know. Too little, too late.
0: It it all just seems so sad. T-Mobile also announced network expansion plans for 2011. (laughs) Uh, The company announced the first three cities uh, that will see 42 megabit per second HSPA+, Plus. so HSPA plus 42, coming to New York, Las Vegas, and Orlando. And They will be joined after that by Chicago, uh, the suburbs of New York City, uh, including Long Island and northern New Jersey. And that rollout will end just in time for AT&T to take over T-Mobile. I'm under, I, I, I think AT&T will just take these 42 megabit per second HSPA Plus and roll them into their current service? No, they won't, because these are on a different bandwidth. They'll, they'll probably shut them down eventually and make you take a new phone. Hmm. It just kind of takes the wind out of the sails of this announcement, doesn't it?
1: Well, but this, when we talked about this yesterday, I mean, that this is inevitable... Certain phones are just gonna. Yeah, but it's a, it's like we
0: talking about it yesterday, and the abstract was one thing. Talking about it today, when T-Mobile was like, "Hey, we got new phones," and I you're know. like, "Yeah."
1: Well, but okay, so you figure? I mean, the phones have been made. The phones have been shipped to them anyway. They've got to roll. They got to do. Them. They yep. got to sell as many as possible. What are they <laughs> gonna right. do? Just be like, "This might make us look stupid." Let's just get they rid of and them. Come out, go.
0: Here's our phones. Just
1: throw them in the ocean. Mm, yeah, I mean, just, they'll try to. You got to sell them. Somebody's gonna buy an Astound. I don't know who.
0: Eighty bucks, you know. Yeah. It's, pretty cheap. it's good, exactly. good phone for a year. Yeah. Right? All right. Steve Jobs is going to court. Uh, lawyers for Real Networks, remember them? Yes. We'll get two hours to question Steve Jobs as part of the antitrust case brought against iTunes. This dates back to two thousand four. If you recall, think back. Uh, you talk about, think, mm-hmm. think, pretend you're using a stylus mm-hmm. to put you in the mood. 2004. <laughs> uh, 2004, Apple was using DRM called Fair Play on all of its tunes. Yes. Uh, Real had come out with the ability to play Fair Play tunes on their music devices.
3: Yes. They had cracked Fair Play. Right. So
0: Apple came out with software changes to iTunes in October 2004 that broke the ability for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Real took them to court. Flash forward to 2011, they're finally getting around to deciding this. Oh my gosh, this
1: this is the court case?
0: The same one? Judge Howard Lloyd of the U.S. District Court of Northern California said yes, that Real Networks could question Steve Jobs for two hours, specifically about the software changes made in October 2004 and only about those software changes. How
1: about, uh, boy, would I like to be a fly on the wall? of that courtroom because Steve jobs would be so annoyed to be answering questions <laughs> about something that is so far in the past.
0: Yes. Yeah, so hopefully you know, uh, say,
1: fair play. Really gentlemen, are uh, we really going to talk about Can this? we
0: stream this district court, please? please. Just this once. Yeah. Uh, Judge Lloyd said the court finds that jobs has unique, non-repetitive firsthand knowledge about Apple software updates in October, 2004 jobs is going to come in and go, I don't remember. That was a long time ago.
1: Yeah. We've changed everything since then. Yeah. You know, we don't we, even have DRM, DRM on music.
0: I mean, Date, do you think the the, the upshot of this court case is that they'll tell Apple that they have to take DRM off (laughs) off their music?
2: It's just, it it, it baffles me. And what it really smells of is there are some lawyers sitting out there who haven't been paid and they want some money, you know. So um, that's why this is carrying on going on. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, will Steve actually show? I mean, could he show? I suppose if he's forced to by the court. Oh, yeah, he'll have to show. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just one of those things where, you know, there's been so much money spent on this legal battle that hasn't finished. And even though it's in the past, you know, it's like it's like trying to still sue someone who's dead. You know, what's the point, really? Yeah. Um, Fair Play is effectively dead. I mean, it's not dead on videos. They still use Fair Play on videos. But this specifically targeted music and music only. Um, so it, it's just one of those things where there's some lawyers sitting around who said we haven't been paid for this. And we spent a load of money to sue Apple. Uh, we need our money back, and um, I don't see it ending welfare for real. That's for sure. You know,
0: in all seriousness, though, the precedent that could be set here could have wide-ranging implications to the other implementations of Fair Play. So, in other words, if Real were to win this case then someone else could come and break Fair Play on videos or even on apps mm-hmm. and say, we're going to have a device that takes iOS apps and runs them in emulation and breaks Fair Play. Or we're going to have a device that takes the video that's Fair Play uh, protected and runs it on our Android device and then be able to defend themselves in court using the real case as a precedent. So that's, there, there is a possible it's in it for outcome. I think the for reason my, my brain doesn't want to go there is I just don't believe that real is going to win.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. I, I yeah.
1: just, yeah, it's, it's hard to believe. 2004.
0: Uh, the Google Authors Guild case uh, hasn't been dragging out quite as long as the real uh, Fair Play case, uh, but it has been in, in court for a couple of years. Uh, Google and the Authors Guild reached a class action settlement in mid-2009 uh, uh, saying that they would start a coalition called the Open Book Alliance, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the, I'm sorry. The Open Book Alliance opposed this. They would okay. start a coalition uh, of the Authors Guild and Google to allow Google to digitize every book that they could come across. The Authors Guild had sued Google saying you can't do that because our authors and the Authors Guild have copyright interests and, and you're out there copying their books and putting them online. The class, the amended settlement agreement between the two, the ASA, uh, would allow Google to scan any book it wanted Mm -hmm. and then give a little bit of money, if they sold that book in the Google Bookstore, to the Authors Guild, that would go into a fund and the Authors Guild would disperse it to their members. Now, the reason the Open Book Alliance, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, and Microsoft, among others, objected to this was because the Authors Guild was going to act on behalf of every author ever so for instance if i hadn't already put my book on google books which i have so i'm i wouldn't be affected but let's say i hadn't let's say it's an orphaned work i I wrote a book back in the 70s and 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 people actually don't really realize that i have the copyright and then google goes and puts this book up and sells it in their bookstore and then gives authors guild the money authors guild keeps that money unless i come to them and say, hey, that's my money.
1: And you're not part of the Authors Guild at And I'm at all. not
0: part of the Authors Guild. And then they get to keep the money if I don't show up and say anything about What
1: about, about it. deceased authors?
0: Yeah, or oh, their estates. Also not
1: a part of the Authors Guild. Any
0: orphaned work with the money would go to the Authors Guild. They'd hold it for a, a period of time and then go, nobody showed up to get it. Guess it's our money now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Which would happen a lot, I'm sure. The uh, the court case uh, has, has been decided in New York Federal District Court rejecting that settlement. Uh, The judge said that while the digitization of books and the creation of a universal digital library would benefit many, uh, Google essentially doesn't get to exploit the entire world of books without the permission of the copyright owners. And in fact, the judge said, indeed, the agreement would give Google a significant advantage over competitors, rewarding it for engaging in wholesale copying of copyrighted works without permission, while releasing claims well beyond those presented in the case. So, because what happened is Google just started copying something. They got sued, and as a result, they get the right to copy everything and pay the Authors Guild and not pay the people. It's just, we really need to fix copyright law because orphan works are a problem, but this is not the way to fix it. Right.
1: There's really think, nothing Nate? else to say. <laughs> no, that was, good. that was good, Tom. That was a, a tirade of sorts, but yeah. it was well thought out.
0: Uh, I imagine this is going to be uh, appealed. So we're, we're not out of the woods yet. Cause, because I, to give Go, the other yeah, side Google of the story.
1: Google says we're disappointed. Yeah. We're going to review the court's decision and then consider our options. So they're not saying like, okay, you guys, you Google got
0: just wants to legally scan everything and make it searchable. Right. And then with permission, make it available for sale. They, the Authors Guild started this by saying, you can't even scan them and make them searchable. That's against the rules. And so Google's like, all right, we'll come to some sort of settlement. Yeah, do you want you.
1: some money? Yeah. How about we give you a little bit of money? And the Authors Guild said, well, they'll probably get a lot of money out of that, cumulatively.
0: All right, let's move on to the news fuse. Ah, prepare to act shocked. China has denied that they are responsible for the troubles Gmail users have had in their <gasps> country. No! I know. I thought they'd cop to it. (laughs) Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Zhang Yu said at a news conference, quote, this is an unacceptable accusation. So I'm sure Google is working on a more acceptable accusation.
1: (laughs) The streets of Germany are now open to Google's all-seeing eyes. According to Deutsche Welle, a Berlin court has ruled it's legal for Google to take TO TAKE STREET LEVEL PICTURES, WHICH IS STRIKING DOWN A LAWSUIT BROUGHT ON BY A GERMAN WOMAN WHO SUED GOOGLE OVER STREET VIEW AND CITED PRIVACY AND PROPERTY RIGHTS.
2: I MEAN? Uh, GOOGLE HAS AWARDED $1 MILLION TO GEORGIA TECH RESEARCHERS SO THAT THEY CAN DEVELOP SIMPLE TOOLS TO DETECT INTERNET THROTTLING, GOVERNMENT CENSORSHIP AND OTHER TRANSPARENCY PROBLEMS. Uh, THE PROJECT AIMS TO DEVELOP A SUITE OF WEB-BASED INTERNET SCALE MEASUREMENT TOOLS that any user around the world could access for free that would help determine if you're being spied on or throttled or even just getting the access you paid for, of course.
0: Yeah, that's kind of a cool thing to be like, hey, I'm, I'm paying for five megabits. Why am I only getting one?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: According to Brazilian news site Born Dia Sao Paulo, Taiwan-based Foxconn is likely to establish a production line specifically for making Apple products in Jundiai City, Sao Paulo state. Foxconn did not deny their consideration of establishing a third production line in Di, where Foxconn has set up two production lines specifically for Apple and Sony products in the past.
1: The New York Times paywall just got a little less permeable because Google is not going to be the only search engine to limit you to five free clicks into the news site. Times PR rep Kristen Mason that said, said after reviewing their options, NYT decided to extend the policy of five free clicks per day to all major search engines by the global launch on March 28th. I blame Canada.
0: Yep, because they, had, they were trying all the ways around. Trying That's all the way right. Around, yeah.
1: Blame Canada.
2: Poor Canadians. Uh, But it turns out that a few lines of JavaScript can bring the whole paywall tumbling down anyway. Uh, Canadian coder David Hayes has just released NYT Clean, uh, a bookmarklet that in one click tears down the Times' paywall by hiding a couple of div tags and turning page scrolling back on. So I guess the Canadians are back in the good graces, Sarah. Well done, Canadians.
1: Yeah, you're okay, Canada.
2: You're good.
0: You're cool. You're good
2: in our book.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's Actually, that's really funny because apparently the text of every blocked uh, story mm-hmm. is in the source code. <laughs> so if you just do view source, you can actually read the article.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. you
0: know, just... That's probably going to change sometime soon. Yeah, I'm sure they're forgetting. That's why Canadians are the beta testers. Uh, You know how Amazon allows you to lend your Kindle books? The Nook does this too. Yes. Uh, Well, apparently they don't want you to use it much. Amazon has cut off API access from lending service Lendl.com, which allowed Kindle users to list the lendable books they had purchased for perusal by other users. And because Lendl doesn't offer any other services, the site has pretty much been taken down.
1: Oh, that's a bummer. Sorry, Lendl. IBM said today it intends to acquire Las Vegas-based uh, Trirega for Trirega for an undisclosed amount, giving IBM software for managing a portfolio of buildings, including projects to improve building efficiency and lower carbon emissions. IBM said that it's part of its strategy to give corporations better ways to manage their facilities and equipment. Trirega's applications will be part of IBM's Tivoli division of management software. Trirega, riga one of those. Try Riga. Try Riga. Okay. Yeah, try it. Why not?
0: You'll, you'll try Riga.
1: Everybody else has.
0: I <laughs> love myself a good battery story. And uh, Paul <laughs> Braun, a professor of material science and engineering at the University of Illinois, Oski Wow Wow, uh, had, thinks they have developed a way for batteries to act more like capacitors but still store a lot of energy. Uh, He says, the system we have gives you capacitor-like power with battery-like energy because most capacitors store very little energy. They can release it very fast, but they can't hold much. Most batteries store a reasonably large amount of energy, but they can't provide or receive energy rapidly. This is a problem for electric cars, right? You want to fill them up with electricity. It takes forever to charge the damn battery. Mm -hmm. Uh, So batteries equipped with a 3D film that they have created have been demonstrated to work normally in electrical devices while being able to charge and discharge 10 to 100 times faster uh, than their conventional counterparts.
1: It's wonderful. This is, uh, this is what's going to have to happen if uh, people are going to actually
0: uh, be adopting this. I don't know why we didn't think of this, Nate.
2: Uh, neither do I. It sounds like the uh, Excalibur of the battery world. All um, you, all,
0: <laughs> yeah. All they did was coat the surface with nanoscale spheres.
2: Yeah, I know. I mean, I actually who, had. thought,
1: about thought it? Of that? I've thought about it. I just haven't gotten around to it.
0: You just never got around to uh, coding it and having them self-assemble into lattice-like arrangements.
1: No, not yet. I was gonna do that tomorrow. Well, now
0: you've been. Now you've been beaten. Yeah. Well, I'll right. just.
1: That's fine. Freaking alive! I didn't really care.
0: Yeah. Anyway. It was wasn't that big a deal. No. Right. Just. whatever. You know, it is a big deal though. Hmm. Wasting money. You don't, yeah, you I don't. Like don't wasting no, money.
1: I I'll, I'll waste time building. You know, nanotechnology for batteries. Can't afford to waste time. Lane. No. time is money.
0: You can't afford to waste time or money. Uh, and in fact, GoToMeeting, our other sponsor, helps you avoid that. You, uh, you, you can't afford to waste time driving, flying, all of those meetings. Get it out of the way with GoToMeeting. Uh, that's why we are excited that they are sponsoring us. Uh, you can hold your meetings online. So if you have a meeting, you don't, you don't fly out there. You don't, you don't spend a lot of time on the phone trying to pantomime. You use GoToMeeting because you can then show your screen and, and show your sales presentation, do your product demo, conduct your training session, collaborate on documents. Uh, just about any type of conference call can benefit from the folks at Citrix to help you out. As Citrix makes GoToMeeting, and it's the easiest, most secure way to hold an online meeting. Uh, if you try your first GoToMeeting, it's going to set up in just a few seconds. $49 a month. You can hold as many meetings as you want, uh, but you don't have to pay a thing to try it out. You can try it out in seconds right now for free by visiting gotomeeting.com slash So, Have you got a meeting coming up, Nate, that you want to, you want to set up? Uh, meeting.com slash I tech this news. This morning,
2: I could have done with doing
0: that for. To be honest. See now, next time, you you'll <laughs> be able to set it up, uh, try it out for free. Go to Meeting.com/slash tech news, and we thank them for their support.
1: You know, someone of in tech the tech news today. Someone in the chat room suggested Steve Jobs just go to meeting into that n- Real Networks courtroom. Well, that's a good idea. Why can't people do that?
0: Let me show you why fair play was let's your, go software to meeting update. in order yeah. for
1: jury duty.
0: Yeah, go to meeting, mm-hmm. go to deposition. Perfect.
1: Wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That be <laughs>
1: why won't the government support this? We should bring it up.
0: I think we should. I'm going
1: to write my uh, councilman.
0: In the meantime, let's move on to the calendar. All
1: right. Well, we've got a birthday to celebrate, and it's a big one. Happy 80th birthday to William Shatner, and happy Talk Like William Shatner Day to everybody I else.
0: don't know what you mean, Sarah.
1: That was okay.
0: You don't like William Shatner.
1: It's not that I don't like William Shatner. I'm not sure why he has become such a meme if that's an appropriate way to describe the Shatner thing. You know, you He's just, hilarious.
2: I, I think you're, are you still a little bitter because I got that song stuck in your head earlier? <laughs> yes. with the Captain Kirk is climbing the mountain. Why is he climbing the mountain?
1: There, yeah. Um, Nate shared a bizarre YouTube video with us before the show uh, to kind of prove to me how awesome William Shatner is. But it wasn't like, he said some funny things, I guess, and someone made a mashup song. I just don't, those are the things I don't really get. Okay. He's great. I just don't get the, like, Shatner's so crazy. You love the Shat Man.
0: And the Shat My Dad Says. Or whatever (laughs) that that show is on Never seen
1: it. I heard it wasn't that good. I'll stick with the Twitter account.
0: My ship, my crew. (laughs) Once copy and paste, faster start and resume time. So
1: happy Um, 80th birthday, William Shatner. My Windows Phone 7. Yeah, it's like he's sitting right across from me. It's so (laughs) weird. Microsoft begins distribution of no dough update to Windows Phone 7 handsets. Copy and paste, everybody. Tomorrow, uh, the 21st HP shareholders will vote on new board members. Uh, because of course they were not happy with the board members they already chosen. Northeast Linux Fest is happening on April 2nd. This is gonna be at the, I hope I'm saying this right, Worcester State University. I know people from Massachusetts are probably cringing, but I think it's Worcester, Massachusetts. It's going to start at 10:30 a.m. and the website, if you're interested, is northeastlinuxfest.org. Apple slinging the iPad 2 to 25 more countries this Friday and even more next month. They uh, they announced that at their at their iPad 2 announcement and they're keeping their word. And the BlackBerry PlayBook uh, launching April 19th. Pre-orders start at $4.99 for the 16 gigabyte model. Tom, you must be excited about this. Pre-ordered. Oh, you're you're, you're
0: already all you're, in. already done You're you're yep. on top of it. Yep. Um, um, I'm
1: not telling you anything you didn't already know, Tom. Wait, April 19th. Uh has has been a has been a playbook enthusiast at least uh, up until yeah. this from what you've seen so far. Hey,
0: it's 30-day return policy. Right? Mm. I'm going to try it out.
1: You always say that about everything.
0: And then I never return anything. Right. I know.
1: You said that about Google TV, too.
0: Yeah. It's still sitting in my house. Yeah. Well, you know, we use but it as a the Netflix machine in our bedroom. It's going
1: to be a software update, and it's going to change your life.
0: One of these days. I'm sure of it. Straight, straight to the moon, Google TV. <laughs> All right. Give us a call. 260-TNT-SHOW is our phone, and you can leave us a voicemail like these folks did. Uh, first one is an AT&T T-Mobile handset dilemma.
3: Hi, guys. Mike Mathias, Wichita is I wanted to mention something about the AT&T and T-Mobile merger about how the T-Mobile headsets, handsets will end up being discontinued because of Spectrum. Remember this happened before? This happened when the Sprint and Nextel merger happened. Nextel phones eventually got faded out and they were replaced as Sprint phones. So this isn't the first time this has happened. This is uh just on a bigger scale. Anyways,
0: just my thoughts. So you're saying all of this has happened before mm-hmm. and all of it will happen again. Mm-hmm.
1: It will all happen again.
0: Keep your day job, Lane. Thanks. That's what they all told me in the chat room when I did. <laughs> Except they <laughs> said merit. <laughs> uh, and then our next caller uh, is responding to our plea from yesterday to uh, have someone uh, record shows from Twit to CD for Lieutenant Commander Adam Klein, who's uh, serving overseas. And it's, it's someone who's been looking for this guy for a while. It's a reunion.
1: This is Awesome. Hey, this is Jeff from Columbus, Ohio, and I'm uh, just
3: catching up on yesterday's TNT from uh, Monday, March uh, 21st. I heard you mention uh, Adam Klein, Navy pilot. I went to high school with that guy, and uh, if he wants me to burn any kind of stuff for him and send it off to him wherever he happens to be in the world, I would be more than happy to do it. And Adam, if you hear this, reach out. Give me a call, brother. Let me know how everything's going. I haven't talked to an agent since
2: Molly's wedding, so... Talk to you
1: later. Thanks, TNT, and uh, have a good one. TNT bringing people together right. and I actually, in the awesomest of ways.
0: Uh, Jeff also emailed, and I forwarded the email to Adam, who's already responded, and said,
1: long-lost friend, send him my information. Are they? Are these men not on Facebook?
0: I know. Give me a call. TNT. How do you do that? Facebook for the Facebook deprived. <laughs>
1: right. That's true. If, you, uh, if you've if you got a missed connection, uh, give us a call.
0: We'll start a new at section. At our Google
1: voice number. And we'll, missed
0: tech connections.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll find your man. Ulliman.
0: And thanks to everyone. We got overwhelmed with people yeah. who were willing uh, to burn stuff to CD uh, for Lieutenant so Commander cool. Klein. Thank you so much. He's well taken care of now. We have like three or four different options now with his long lost friend involved. Uh, some folks who actually are in the military and can ship things for free. So really appreciate uh, everybody being willing to totally. help out. Even if we didn't get back to you, there were too many to respond to. Uh, we got your email and we really appreciate it.
1: You guys are good people.
0: On to the email from Tristan in Elgin, Illinois. Says this is regarding the story about at and sending notices to those who use unauthorized tethering methods. There have been many posts in MacRumors and ModMyEye.com from people who received the notice but claim they never tethered. Their data usage is high because of Pandora and Netflix streaming on their iPhone over 3G. When these people called AT&T to inquire, the customer service rep said streaming on the iPhone itself is considered tethering? This goes against the definition of tethering, and it's ridiculous how AT&T is handling this. And now with their plan to merge with T-Mobile, and and I'm afraid AT&T will continue to strong-arm customers... uh, I don't know that this. we can't confirm that this is true. You know, obviously I've I've seen, I've gone and looked and I see those posts that you're talking about, Tristan. Uh, If anybody has better evidence than just uh, forum postings, let us know. If this is true, my guess is it's, customer service reps do this a lot of times on the front lines where they just say whatever they think will get you off the phone. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't mean that AT&T's policy is that streaming is tethering. They're just trying to get you to shut up. And in those cases, I heard Sarah do this yesterday on a Verizon call. You ask for the supervisor.
1: Yes. Which is, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that he was just trying to get me off the phone, but he was definitely not giving me the answer that I thought I deserved. Yeah.
0: So if you are one of these people and if AT&T has told you like, oh, no, streaming is like tethering, Thank you, sir. Can I speak to your supervisor? I mean, if, if that's not true, if
1: streaming, I I did uh, just recently switch over to Verizon. But if streaming was like tethering, then I should have notices from AT and T because I stream Pandora like hours out of the day every yeah. day on my phone.
0: I have a feeling that some whatever way AT and T, if this is true, whatever way AT and T is detecting the tethering. Uh, flagged some people, and so when they said, "I haven't been tethering," this is all I've been doing. The customer service rep was like, "I don't know." Then, the, yeah, that's tethering. They're just, they're just trying to move you through the yeah. system. Yeah, they got to get to a certain number of calls that day.
1: Well, You can't stream anything, sir or madam.
0: <laughs> yeah, you that's can't. tethering. Well, using the data is tethering. <laughs> using the phone is tethering.
1: <laughs> Did we not make that? It's in the.
0: Did you make any calls? Oh, well, that's tethering. Yeah,
1: you're tethered to the call.
0: All right, Nate, uh, I hope this never happens to you, but thank you so much for being on the show. It's great to have you on again.
2: Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here, as always. Much fun.
0: Let folks know about what's going on at wired.co.uk.
2: Well, we have a podcast now, although we've had it since November, so uh, I would encourage anyone uh, listening to check that out uh, at wired.co.uk slash podcast. Uh, And follow me on Twitter, obviously. Uh, I am at Nate Langson, and um, there's probably a spelling on the screen or something. Um, and yeah, that'll do for me. All right.
0: Uh, th- and thanks for staying up late. We know it's, uh, it's, it's late into the evening for you out there.
2: He's going
1: to go play his drum set once he's off the, uh, off the Skype chat with us.
2: I'm actually going to go back and, and carry on playing Christ too. <laughs> so that's what I was doing earlier. That's what I'll be doing in a bit. Um, it's not actually too late here now. I think we're recording earlier. Yep. Is
0: that yeah. Right? Is, for is for a short period of time until you do your time change. Yeah. We're an hour closer. Yeah. I, I feel that excellent. hour too. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, everybody. If you're watching, you can find us on the web at twit.tv slash TNT. You can give us a call, 260-TNT-SHOW, or send us an email, tnt at twit.tv. We'll see you tomorrow.